Welcome everybody, thank you for joining us here on the Infinite Prosperity Podcast. My name is Louisa Havers and I help high achievers, entrepreneurs and coaches lift the lid on life and business so that they can live at their highest value. Each episode we will bring you our favourite founders, CEOs and guest experts to share with you their insights and strategies to expand your wealth consciousness, your spiritual leadership and aligned business strategies. We know that living in alignment with your soul's mission is what fulfills you and we're here to show you how to achieve this in an energetically aligned way. If you haven't already, be sure to claim your free abundance activation in the Akashic Records. Go to louisahavers.com forward slash gift to unlock your abundance activation today. And if you'd like my support in having aligned success in life and business, then contact me at www.louisahavers.com and let's explore together if it's an aligned match. Get ready to live at your highest value and to expand into your next level of money as you elevate and receive more. You create more for others. Righty-ho, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to our episode this week. This week we have a very special guest. We are talking about the new rules of purpose, prosperity and leadership with Louise Legat. Louise, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here, Louisa. <laughs> I am so happy for you to be here as well. And I cannot wait for everyone to, to join in our conversation around what we are talking about today. So I'm going to share your bio so everyone can know a little bit about you and your background. So Louise is a purpose pioneer and activist. And she has been on a quest to walk on purpose for the last 23 years. She is the founder of the Purpose-Led School for Leaders, where she guides leaders to actualize their purpose in the new economy. Ooh, so excited. And Louise has 22 years experience in transformation, leadership and career development. And she created the Sustainable You Pillar of Accelerate 2030, which is one of the largest scaling incubators for social entrepreneurs in partnership with the UN, no less amazing she is faculty on the leading sustainable transitions program at the university of geneva and has received awards for outstanding coaching for her part in coaching internal change agents louise (laughs) that's just phenomenal (laughs) (laughs) i love it huge huge welcome thank you i'm so happy to be here and to be speaking to you today Oh, I'm so excited. And well, let's dive in at the beginning, because I always think everybody loves to know a little bit about, you know, how did you get to where you are today? Why did you start your business? <laughs> what made you start your business? Just as a way of, you know, understanding a little bit about your journey so far. Yeah, so actually, I need to go back at the very beginning. <laughs> and the very beginning for me was not starting my business. Ah. But in order to understand what happened afterwards, I just need to go back to that. And um, for me, it's about going back to what I call my pivotal moment. Mm. Uh, and at the time, I was a lawyer in the city of London in what we call one of the magic circle law firms. And I was a real high potential and I thought I ticked all those external boxes of success. So I had the great career. Uh, I had the great apartment, the great car, the great career prospects, the great cash, you know, all those things that we think is ultimately what we want. And But I also had a dirty secret, which was that every day going into work, I just wanted to sob. And I couldn't understand that because I thought, well, you know, I've made it. I've made it to where I thought I was meant to be. And, you know, I know kind of a story that quite a few people tell on that, 
but you know every morning I would dig my nails into my hands um and to just stop myself from sobbing uh, as I kind of was in in the bus uh, on the way to work and but I didn't have the courage to do anything about it and uh, the turning point for me was that I had a minor operation uh, and I caught one of the inf an, inf an infection in one of the operating theaters and so as a result I was left uh, uh, with a massive internal infection fighting for my life and the result of that was that I was told, and I was only 26 years old at the time, that um, there was a good chance I would never walk again. Oh and yeah, and um, so in that moment, it was a real, well, that wasn't the plan. And I remember lying in bed as the doctors announced that. And the first thing that came for me was, well, what about if they're right? But about if this is it? Hmm. And what will I regret? And what I expected was not to make partner in the law firm that I was literally working day and night in. And that's not at all what came. What came was not doing the Inca Trail in Peru. And why that was significant is if I was completely honest, then actually what, what? I found was that I actually found that I didn't really know where Peru is on a map. So I did know that it was in South America, but that was it. And I remember thinking to myself, gosh, you know, I'm so disconnected from myself and literally what I'm here to do on the planet, that the only thing I will regret is uh, doing a, a trek in a, in a country that I can't even locate on a map. And that was the beginning for it all for me, because I didn't know if I would get better. But the promise I made to myself is that I would live with no regrets. And what that meant for me was fully understanding what my purpose was on the planet and ultimately following it no matter what. And that was in 2000. So that was 23 years ago. And uh, I've kept that promise and uh, I've made on many adventures. As a result of that promise, I ended up convincing the head of HR in the law firm that I was in to create a job for me in HR. And I spent another five years uh, working in leadership development and leading big transformational projects. The thing was that from there on, I only ever had jobs created for me. I never had to apply for a job. Uh, and it was always based on my purpose and my potential as far as I knew what it was at that time. Um, I'll I'll just kind of fast forward just a few things <laughs> all the way to today, 20 years. Right? Okay. Um, the How I actually set up my business was that they ended up at a point where my boss was like, he wanted to give me a promotion. And I said, yeah, but if you give me that promotion, I can't do that part, which is actually the part that I really love and is really what I'm here to do. And he said, yeah, we've gone as far as we can to let you do that stuff. I really have tried internally. I can't convince them to let you do that internally. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm leaving. And he's, he's yeah, he's kind of sad about that. But he waited until the last day. And he called me in his office on my last day in the office. And he said, I've been thinking about you starting your business. And I was like, yeah. And he said, how would it be for you if you started your business with 30 days paid up front? Wow. 
<laughs> I can hear everyone going, yes, please. <laughs> like, that would be great. <laughs> and so when I first started my first business, I actually felt a bit like a fraud because uh, it was kind of an easy transition. Um, they became uh, a client and then uh, basically I was just referred by word of mouth. So I never had to do any marketing. I built a six-figure uh, business uh, that way. And um, so that's kind of the beginning. And fast forward, um, you know, over time, that business has evolved in different shapes or form. And uh, including, uh, I moved to Switzerland. Uh, so I recreated my business from scratch uh, in Switzerland. Uh, I was told when I arrived here that I was crazy because the market was saturated. Um, within literally um, a year, nine months to a year, I'd recreated uh, a six-figure business uh, working for some of the biggest multinationals uh, in the area. Uh, and so, yeah, so the end, the end, and then I can share a little bit more um, also about where the business is at now. Um, so. Yes, I mean, that's just a phenomenal start to the entrepreneurial world. And I <laughs> feel like your magic of being able to like the universe provided for you along the journey with being able to create those jobs uh, for you and you being able to have that gift of, of receiving that is just phenomenal. Oh, I love it. I love it. So you, you mentioned around where the business is right now. And obviously we've come out of um, unprecedented time still I think the economy is recovering for so many people since the since the pandemic and I know we were talking just before we jumped on around downloads and you had had some very clear downloads around what we were going to share today and the co-creation of our conversation today and um, you mentioned around a download that you had before before COVID, which I'd love to find out a little bit more <laughs> about. <laughs> Please tell us about what was so. What was your download that you had before COVID? So it was interesting in the sense that, as you say, what I found is as long as I'm aligned, and what I say, I do what I'm told, and I follow my purpose. Um, it's been really rewarding in terms of prosperity and, you know, th those stories I've told are kind of stories that happen over and over and over again. And um, just before COVID, so it would have been the January, uh, I was doing my usual kind of New Year's resolutions, uh, having a look at where the energy was at and what was kind of coming through. And I got like such a clear download uh, and, um, and it was it, what it said to me was, so you're the, the mission that you've been on up until now has ended. You are now uh, called to a new mission. And what you need to know is that the old world is about to fall. And what you're here to do is to help the transition team. And as the old world starts to fall, there's going to be a transition team that basically uh, there's going to be a mass waking up of that transition team and you need to help them get aligned as quickly as possible and then ramp up because there's going to be this kind of tricky period that as the old falls the new needs to take over and we can't have people just messing around and getting lost in the density or getting lost uh, kind of not aligning to their purpose and I was like yeah yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> what could this mean? <laughs> what could this mean? And the download finished. So you have to understand it was the beginning of January. Mm. The download finished with look at what's going on in with China. Look at it every day and track the numbers. You need to understand what exponential means. And I was just like, what the hell? So I did go on Google. And I was like, oh, there's this virus. <laughs> <laughs> What's going oh, on over here? <laughs> <laughs> and oh I had God. to be honest, it wasn't arrogance, but um, since I was in a little girl, I've had this knowing there would be a time that um, there was something I was meant to be doing. And there would be a time when what I call the old would fall and the new would come. And to be honest, I for a long time wondered whether I just watched too many like sci-fi movies. And when that download came, it was like, oh my God, what if, what if, what mm. if this is the time? And the piece on that was, I thought that because I'd been such a good student around alignment and being on purpose, that it was, well, it's going to be easy. Walk in the park. You know, I'm already aligned. I'm doing what I'm here to do. So here we go, you know, <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> I can do this. I've done it before many a time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know what was about to hit me. <laughs> oh my word. How did you navigate then the, that, that period? Because you mentioned around, hang on, something's falling away and now the news coming in. How, how was that for you? So what I hadn't expected <laughs> was it felt like overnight everything that I relied on for security that is was in what I would call the old was literally ripped away from me so I um my biggest client like my biggest corporate client overnight I lost kind of 70% of my work. There was a kind of change of management at the top that didn't value leadership development. Oh, wow. And it was just like, whoa. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> so, you know, normally there was an mm -hmm. element of being stable and really working in partnership. And they, as going into COVID, it was already like, this isn't fun. This isn't what I expected. Mm -hmm. I um oh I also ended up catching something um just around that period, which meant that it attacked my immune system, which meant that I did COVID with no immune system on my own, oh, which was like, whoa, again, <laughs> this is not what I expected. I was hoping. Where, for where did off. I sign up for this? Please show me the contract. <laughs> <laughs> And then I always remember as just before we went into lockdown, I had quite a few people either who were interested, you know, still doing some work. I remember it was like the, I, I felt like I'd, I'd really arrived. I, I had all these contracts also, you know, even there was that shift with my client, there were some new contracts coming in. So I was like, it's going to be fine. I'd just been invited to speak at Davos, you know, which was like kind of amazing. And I was like, okay, it's all going to be fine. And of course, we went into lockdown and everybody disappeared. Uh, every kind of aspect of uh, that I uh, thought, that I thought where, where we were, we were. You know, things were going to come, they just kind of evaporated. And I was left with nothing. 
And um, it took me, and then so, you know, I've been doing manifestation techniques. Like I was kind of one of those manifestors, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was known for, you manifested what? You know, this kind of just one story after a story. Mm. So I was like, still going to be fine. Just going to do a few manifestation techniques. We're going to be okay. Nothing worked. It was like um, that been taken away from me. Any form of security I had was ripped from me. And I was literally like, what the hell is going on? So it took me a while. <laughs> what I eventually understood was this whole falling of the old um, and building from the new and building the new. There was this kind of initiation <laughs> you had to walk through in the middle that was not on the radar. And the initiation was that we had to create, if we want to really, okay, let's backtrack. If mm. we see this as a pivotal moment on the planet, which is the end of an old system and the beginning of a new one. If we are really building a new system, we can't build it by using the old tools, the old maps or anything that is based on security in the old. And even if we're able to manifest we underestimate how much we're still relying for security in the old. And what happened is any form of security that I got from the old was ripped away. And what I kept getting, didn't like that download at all, was <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn. <laughs> you got to learn to create from pure potentiality. Oh, that's so good. I've just got goosebumps. That's just phenomenal. Because otherwise you're going to keep just using a little bit of the paradigm of the old and bringing it back into the new. And ultimately it was a massive spiritual experience because it was, can you create directly from source? Mm. What does it take? And, you know, I thought I was up to a certain extent and, oh my God, there were all these layers of, you know, if you're completely facing the unknown with nothing, you know, with no leads, um, anything that you held on to is just not there. You're in the middle of a pandemic when nobody really wants to do deep transformational work on themselves. You're like, whoa, you know, where's it actually going to come from? And because, you know, I, I, I'm used to pivoting. I was like, it's fine. You know, I'll, I'll go back to resilience. We'll be fine. Yes. And then it was like, they were just not playing with me. It was, no, no, you're going to learn this lesson. And so I did. <laughs> <In the end. laughs> well done, because we you can let that lesson go now. <laughs> so don't have to redo it. <laughs> this is just huge insight, Louise, in terms of like experience of really being able to embody that creation from pure potentiality and, and no security, because I think that... You, you're speaking to what I see so much in the manifestation world where people are hanging on. <laughs> if we're trying to create from security, we're not actually self-actualized. We're creating from a sense of scarcity and a sense of I've got to hang on to that old, the old things, because then I'll be safe in case there's an element of doubt, isn't there, in case it doesn't work, etc. So, of course, energetically, you're just bringing that, bringing that all forward with you. Yeah. And I, as I said, I was aligned to purpose and what I, um, 
and you know, my business has taken um, within that it's mm. had different forms, but I didn't also fully understand how they are some fundamentally different levels of purpose. And um, what I didn't also understand, so it was about this um, creating from pure potentiality. And I was also being initiated in what I call the legacy builder level mm -hmm. of purpose, uh, which was really, it'll be my, it'll be what I'll be focusing on now, probably for the next 20 years. That's what keeps coming. And, but it's kind of that long lasting piece that really um, brings a completely new level of architecture in terms of your industry. Um, and then you have to build it so it's long lasting and it outlives you uh, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And and that's also much bigger incubation than, you know, for example, the bit where I had to shift from being a lawyer into HR. You know, that was kind of quite a short period. Um, this one took two years of uh, of what the hell is going on. <laughs> <laughs> How have I got here? <laughs> But, but the amazing piece has been about really understanding that you can then download literally blueprints that are just from pure potentiality uh, of, of things that you couldn't have rationally just thought, you know, I've been building curriculums for 23 years. It's not like I can't create a workshop or I can't create a program. But it was, it's almost like, can you, what kept coming is you, you got to download a consciousness infrastructure that needs to come in. Um, and so it's, and there it was like, well, I don't know how you do that. Um, and every day I had to trust the downloads and it's because it's not linear. I'd be given a bit here and a bit here and I had to just stick with it. And then suddenly it's like, oh my God, it, it works. <laughs> you know, suddenly <laughs> you kind of understand how it fits together. And it's like, Oh, that's what it does. That's and awesome. so many of us, you know, do it the other way, which is I want to set this objective. I'm going to create my linear plan. Um, mm. I'm going to get some tips <laughs> to kind of get there. <laughs> but we don't fully trust our ability to incubate and to really let emerge from pure potentiality, truly uh, unique pieces of, of work, um, whether it's in terms of evolving consciousness or uh, evolving the way we do energy or whatever it is that we're kind of uh, committed to at that point in time. This is just phenomenal because this is, as I see it from what you've been sharing, it is how quantum leaps happen where you're able to really lean in and, and trust and to allow it to come through the downloads in like a jigsaw puzzle piece yeah. rather than rejecting any way that it's coming through is allowing to fully receive it so that you can embody all of that I just wanted to make sure I'd understood something correctly around mm -hmm. you mentioned about different levels of purpose yeah. um, and that you're on the the legacy purpose how many do you have sort of a linear le levels of purpose how do you describe that yeah so I I'll just <laughs> I'll just take one thing first mm. is what you said about quantum leaps, mm. because um, what I also understood through this process is that basically what I would kept being told is you, you have to shift into creator mode and you have to understand how creator mode works and why it's important is that the people that are going to enable the transition, they have to be able to make quantum leaps because we don't have time. You know, we don't have time to just build it. Oh, yeah, that might sound like it's like you need those flashes of inspiration. And it's like, oh, that's how it works. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and it was how do you give yourself the software update in order to be able to do that? So I just want to echo that because I see you know, even in in corporate because I still do a lot of work in corporate and they'll you know they'll say to me, well it's going to be fine, but you know we know that it's going to take thirty years to have the energy kind of solutions that we need. And I'm just looking at them and saying, well actually that's that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. That literally is not acceptable. So my question to you is how, how would you need to evolve to make sure that we do it in 10? So it's a fundamental piece to catalyze those quantum leaps that we need now, as opposed to the kind of complacency that sometimes that we have, oh, we'll just get there at some point in time. So I just want to take it away, isn't it? When you're coming at it from that perspective, (laughs) never ending timeline. Exactly, exactly. And when you start asking, what about if it's next year? What about if it's five years? And then understanding that the human brain and our level of potentiality is unbelievable and starting to activate it and catalyze it in the right way. So I just wanted to check that was really important. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. And to answer your questions around the different levels um, of purpose. So I think, first of all, I probably need to come back to what I believe purpose is. Because I hear a lot of people say, especially at the moment, I want to find my purpose. Mm. And um, so I always say purpose is not something you find. It's some, it's a choice that you make. And the choice is, so I'm going to just, because I want to tell people what their purpose is, because then we're done with that. Because <laughs> that's not where the issue is. That's not what's difficult. Is their purpose is that they are a unique being that in the whole history of humanity, they will never ever be a being like them that has exactly the level of, and the combination of skills, of strengths, of flow. And so there's really is that piece that we have to own that we are that unique being. And our purpose (laughs) is to express that unique being in order to be able to have a unique impact. That's it. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm just going to reiterate what I heard you say because we lost the internet momentarily. Go for it. Um, So I heard you speaking around how in the whole of humanity, there's never going to be anybody like, like you. You are a unique being and that is on that level a level of your purpose to be you exactly exactly and everybody seems to think it's a destination it's a location mm-hmm. it's a job that exists it's and it's like no it's not <laughs> <laughs> and so it's ultimately what happens is that it's understanding it's a journey that you take mm-hmm. and I always say it's not an easy journey but it's a very really worthwhile journey it's a journey back to understanding what that innate potential that you have actually is and overcoming all your survival mechanisms that means that you don't live from that place. That is what your purpose is ultimately. So that's kind of the first piece, which is I call the personal purpose spectrum. Mm. The second piece, um, and I'm going to, because I use a slightly different angle here, which is that we are at pivotal time on the planet. So I focus a lot on what is your purpose now based on this pivotal time. As in terms of that pivotal time, you need to have future fit work. And this is this idea that we are building this new economy that is based on this new paradigm. 
And so I see again, a lot of people try and find the job that's going to be the perfect job because then they'll do their purpose. (laughs) And so what I say is no, actually um, a future fit work is a vehicle that you create so that you can bring your unique piece of the jigsaw. I love that. It's a completely different perspective, isn't it? Yeah. There's no more searching. (laughs) No. That sense of loss that I think a lot of people do have. And I think of some of the conversations I've had around purpose and people feeling um, that they haven't fully really understood themselves. Exactly. Exactly. And they keep looking for it externally Mm. as opposed to understanding that that piece that they're wanting to experience it's an, an internal, it's like they reconnect to that innate potential and then they express it back out within ultimately the right context. And they've been the grown up to create that context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the extra piece, I think also a lot of people miss because I see so many people say, hey, what well, I found that little box, that new box, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> And so the third piece is it's all about next generation leadership. And it's understanding that if, whether it's a job or if you're creating a business, um, we are in this time of evolution. And so in the past, we, what we were ultimately trying to do was to win at the status quo or manage it. And what we now need to do is to fundamentally evolve it. And so it's not about just rising to the top. It's ultimately inspiring real transformation um, through what we do. And what at its core is that we have to really answer our call to greatness. And why, what I mean by that is having taught leadership for 23 years, leadership got too much about management, mm. but that's not what leadership is. You know, leadership are in those movies, the moment where you kind of, you know, whether it's Braveheart or Independence Day or whatever it is, you know, you make that speech and it's like, yes, we're going to do this. We're going to do this together. We're going to go into that unknown uh, and we're going to build something new. And so it's not anymore if we're wanting to have businesses that belong to that new paradigm and also that are on purpose, it's not enough to say, hey, you know, I can do this. I'm going to find my ideal client and um, I'm just going to like, I don't know, put do my three-point video for my launch and that's going to be it. And <laughs> I'm not saying that we don't do that, but it's like, there's a lot more to it right oh. now that we need to anchor into in terms of purpose. Which brings me, but go on, I can see you're going to ask me a question. <laughs> it felt like that piece around, we'll come back to this, I, don't, I didn't yeah. want to interrupt you, but about the frequency that you're emitting through those transmissions in relation to the three-point video and, the, yeah. and people being really mindful about how you're showing up and leading with your energy rather than just getting the tasks done to get the message out there. It's a different approach, isn't it? Yeah, which actually means I can finally answer the question you asked me about the three different levels, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which is that ultimately it's understanding what the tonality of purpose is. And it literally is a frequency, or I say it's like a sound. I, I hear it actually as a sound, like a note. It's your note. But mm. what it is, is ultimately it's when you're in flow. So it's when you're inspired, uh, when you normally you're losing track of time because you're just loving it so much. 
And, and it's really important to understand because I hear a lot of people say, follow your passion. Mm, well, it might be part of it, but actually it's that place of inspiration when your eyes are shining. And what I say is that you use flow at three different levels. You use it as a tuning fork. So that helps you remember and feel what it means to be you and what it means to be aligned to purpose. The second piece is you use it as a map because it actually does show you what you're meant to be contributing. But when you're contributing, when you're aligned, not just, and it's more than just the things you've learned in the past, it's that real place of alignment. And then the third piece is that you use flow as a compass. And so it means that, um, for example, when you're making decisions, you can start to go, well, is it in flow? Or is it not in flow? Um, and then uh, further down the line, it's actually, you use it as a compass that also catalyzes creation. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, initially you use it as basis for decision, but actually then it's a, it's a catalytic tool to make sure you're creating at the, at the right level. And so in terms of that, it's a lot about holding that frequency. And so what I always say to people is start there, even if it's 15 minutes a day, just focus on flow. And we say flow, flow, flow. Um, like one of my uh, coaches, my mentors, uh, I remember when I was first starting on, on, the, on this journey and it mm. echoes what you were saying about frequency. She used to say to me, she said, Lou, just, you know, the bottom line is even if you read them the phone book, they'd be transforming because of the frequency that you'll channel whilst you're doing it. <laughs> It was like, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if you're in flow, actually what happens is that you're, because flow is so like any experience that we're having, emotional experience, we're contagious. So mm. when we're in flow, we're actually also realigning everybody around us uh, because it's bringing back to that frequency also. And yes, of course, then you can bring your expertise, et cetera. But if you're not doing that, you know, you'll be in your head, you will kind of, so you'll end up probably being having to be pushy because when you're in flow, you're magnetizing. It's like mm -hmm. kind of, um, because you're just being you, you're just being what you've put on this earth to actually do. And the right people who resonate with that will come to you as opposed to you kind of go, let me convince you to buy from me because there's 15 minutes left before you kind of can buy, you know, press buy or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? It's, kind of like... it's so, oh, it's so true. I love what um, that coach said to you around the, how important the frequency is. And you could just read somebody the telephone book. And it would be, and that would be transformational because of the frequency. Because when you said that, I was like, that just encapsulates the power of energy and how we can allow our energy to do our heavy lifting from, you know, that's how I was hearing what you were saying, was just thinking, yes, this is exactly it. And um, being able to create from that place is, is how we are going to, to ultimately continue to raise the vibration of the planet and to elevate consciousness and, Oh, all the exciting things that we we desire and it's amazing how often we can um overcomplicate it yeah yes yes with all the things that go on that good old resistance how it can how it can play in but it is simple like you from what you were saying in in that um being able to to ultimately be you and to follow the direction of the flow is a is a leading leading light it is and it's the thing is it's um it's so simple in the concept and it's so interesting in the application <laughs> <laughs> because yeah you know, I'll 
ultimately, as we do that, we, you know, often we don't trust that flow um, because maybe when we were younger, we got rejected around it. So um, in terms of that piece, which it's so simple in literally speaking it, and it's also so hard in so many ways in the application. And the reason for that is we don't trust our flow because often when we were younger, we were rejected around that flow or we were not welcomed or people were just neutral or we just saw that if we were in flow, we were like literally an extraterrestrial as compared to the people around us. So we internalized that it wasn't safe and we built an alternative survival mechanism that keeps us safe. And so what happens when you start to activate your flow is your survival mechanism goes, what, you want me to die? No way. Mm. And so we have to learn to do that upgrading. And I know you do that very masterfully around the prosperity piece. And it's like, how can we go beyond that? And that's the actual work. And so in terms of those different levels of purpose, that's also why I've seen that there are different levels because Otherwise, um, um, our system would kind of almost blow <laughs> in mm. order to, to, you know, if we were to go from zero to like, for example, legacy builder uh, kind of stage. And I, I always remember when I was first looking for my purpose and working with a coach at the time, and um, there was this moment where I got this vision and it was like I was standing in a, in a stadium and there were masses of people. And I remember kind of going oh my god that's just I'm so scared (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll just close that door and I remember her saying she was very intuitive she said did you just see that I was like yeah but I'm just gonna pretend I didn't (laughs) (laughs) and uh, and ironically you know I uh, when I was working in corporate I I I ultimately impacted thousands and thousands of people's life because literally with one leader very senior leader you could you know impact tens of thousands of people's lives so you know it was kind of interesting because in some shape or form it did that so what I found is it gets built over time the first level is what I call the lighthouse level and uh, that's when you start bringing your uh, flow in and you know it's quite scary and uh, you start to kind of go oh I can bring my flow in and I become a bit more of an innovator and I become also more of a transformation agent. And so that's kind of the, the first level. And so I call that switching your own light on. Mm-hmm. And as you switch your own light on, what happens is you do change the environment that is around you. So for example, when I did my career change, uh, my mom and my best friends were the people that hammered me like the most. And that was my shift into kind of the lighthouse stage. I was just like, what the hell is going on with them? You know, like, I'm just trying to be a bit happier, you know? Mm. And what was fascinating is six months after I succeeded in my career change, they both did a career change. And I understood that had nothing to do with me. It was like, if she succeeds, then I don't have any more excuses. And that's how I understood that just by switching my own light on, a hell of a lot changes around you. And we underestimate that because we are the innovator. We are the person who is doing things differently. And we model that it's possible. And if we also learn how to communicate with care, with genuine care with people, we can also show them how it's possible for them and bring them along in that journey. So that's the first stage of the lighthouse stage. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) The the second stage um, was is the um, is what I call the map maker stage. And for me, that's when I moved to Switzerland 
And uh, so by then I, you know, my first business was very based on, I was very good at being a trusted partner. Um, I'd go in, I do lots of stuff on resilience, emotional intelligence. That was actually, now it seems like, well, that's kind of normal, but you know, I was doing emotional intelligence four years after the book came out to lawyers. And the last thing they wanted to do was to talk about their emotions. Mm -hmm. So it was actually that first stage of being that kind of lighthouse and the innovator. Mm -hmm. And then, but when I came to Switzerland, I'd done quite a lot of um, sort of, I was doing some career, quite a lot of career coaching and some leadership training, some emotional intelligence, some resilience. Uh, and it was still a bit too traditional, but by then it was kind of feeling a bit too traditional. And so when I came to Switzerland, I actually created a, a brand that was called the Positive Energy Brand. And um, it was, I created it as, a, a, actually it was a group of companies. And my partner at the time, we were focusing on bringing an innovative concept around uh, energy, uh, uh, renewable energy. Uh, and it was a way of actually paying fund managers to be able to uh, get paid to do the right thing. Um, in terms of energy production and decentralizing energy production. And I was working much more on this concept of positive energy and a lot on bringing change, transformation, inspirational and transformational leadership, uh, and um, really having leaders understand how their state and who they showed up as uh, and this kind of flow was, um, was what was going to make the difference in terms of uh, impact. So that was, I did kind of lap for quite a long time and trained a lot of internal change agents and uh, social entrepreneurs and you, and also working a lot with people at Career Pivot. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, so it was a map maker because actually it was, um, I had this whole concept of pivotal moments and what pivotal moments were and how you navigated them and that it was calling you to inspirational and transformational leadership. And so I had a lot of uh, a piece on thought leadership around that and I created my own methodology. And so, and I was there for actually quite a long period um, mm. and it took kind of different forms and worked in different areas. I even got to the point where I had two large corporates say to me, hey, just come and work for us doing this. Um, you just get paid what you want and literally you just do what you want. You just tell us, you know, most people would say nice. yes to that offer, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, but the problem was I knew there was another stage and it was rumbling. Mm. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I can't believe I'm going to have to say no to this because I know the next stage, it's not guaranteed that I'll succeed. I could fail and it's going to be hard. And so that was the legacy builder that came just a couple of years afterwards. Uh, and this, so what it's given birth to is what I call the purpose-led school. Um, and it was funny because I kept thinking, oh, I'm just going to create a new program. And it was like, no, I want a school. I was Ooh. like, what the hell is that about? No, no, it's a school. <laughs> it has to be a school. And I was obsessed by the school. <laughs> Um, and so here it really is having leaders understand what it means to be purpose-led mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we're starting to talk about purpose-led organizations uh, and, but we, the problem is that most people are still stuck in being the good soldiers of the old and we were trained to win at the status quo. And mm -hmm. so what we think is as we move into the new paradigm, which is about sustainability, regeneration, true flourishing, what happens is we think we can learn a bit of some topics on sustainability or, you know, some topics on coaching or whatever. And we can still be the good soldier of the old doing these new topics, but that's not how it works. We have to become these brave builders of the new. 
And for that, we have to be operating as these purpose-led leaders who understand really how to activate their flow in the right way and channel it through that personal purpose, future fit work, and next generation leadership. So ultimately, that's what my kind of work is kind of focusing on. And it's it's still in corporate and also with social entrepreneurs. Uh, And it's also looking at how can I uh, build whole certification processes within that um, so that it can activate at a complete different level in the the, um, corporate uh, arena, especially around certifying managers to activate purpose in their staff. Because I'm so done with managers who literally are destroying people. Mm. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, we don't just need management anymore. We need people, we need managers to be activating people's purpose because you can't just stick uh, suddenly, hey, we're purpose-led organizations because we do a bit of sustainability. And it's kind of like, no, what are your people doing? They're mm-hmm. still good soldiers of the old. You ain't doing purpose. And it's that activation of the people that is going to make the difference. So that's the legacy builder level. I love that. So thank you so much for walking us through that because I could see mapping it across my own life and seeing where where I am at. And I'm sure all the listeners are as well going, oh, I'm at the lighthouse or I'm at the, you know, the legacy stage or, you know, all the, the journey in, in between. And I really just think, you know, we need to duplicate you out there in the world. So <laughs> when you mentioned about, you know, we can't have managers doing, I mean, because managers can create a lot of stress for people and one of the things I think that is a driver for people leaving organizations is because they're not feeling fulfilled ultimately they're not they're not feeling like they're fulfilling their purpose yeah they're not feeling like that they're fulfilling their purpose so interesting it's every 10 minutes the internet is cutting I've noticed (laughs) Uh, but we'll get after we'll get after cut that bit out (laughs) yeah yeah do you want to just say that one again (laughs) yeah that's so funny it's literally every 10 minutes it's really weird because it doesn't usually do it I don't know what is going on I was like what is this rhythm (laughs) what is this rhythm (laughs) 10 minutes (laughs) um so what was I saying okay so um you're talking about the managers and the um and they they destroy people a lot and ultimately and then I don't know (laughs) yes the managers can destroy people and ultimately I think one of the biggest drivers for people leaving organizations is because they're not feeling fulfilled because they're not feeling like or connected to their purpose and how much more of a contribution can people make in that organization if they've perhaps had a better manager who's actually able to lead and also you know that ripple effect that you were talking about earlier when you're working with leaders that that huge ripple effect not just in an organization but across partnerships uh entrepreneurship and families you know it comes right back into the into the home yeah oh this is just I could just chat with you all day Louise what opportunities do you see (laughs) coming up in this in this new economy that um is create being created yeah, so um, I find it fascinating. You can see my eyes going to flow as soon as yes. I think about that. <laughs> so it's been interesting. So over the last, so since 2010, so last 13 years, um, I've worked both in corporate and also in the positive impact field. And if you like, there's been these three kind of groups that have been emerging Um, you've traditionally, if you wanted to have a positive impact, you kind of needed to join an NGO. So it was always this idea of 
you know, you can either, okay, this is my flippant way of saying it, you know, you can either kind of, uh, uh, make money and basically screw the world, uh, or you can kind of <laughs> you know, do good. And, you know, ultimately you have to sacrifice money a lot. And I always thought this paradigm was a weird thing. And the good news is that that's completely and fundamentally shifting in the new economy. So the new economy is integrating positive impact and it's integrating for profit. And so it's bringing those aspects uh, together. And ultimately, it means that there are more opportunities to be able to have a positive impact. So I always say it's positive impact. Actually, you need to have purpose because it's your purpose. And then uh, looking at ultimately the money kind of profit piece. And so what you still have is you have this, this choice where you can become um, a social entrepreneur. And ultimately, um, you know, even in, I've been in the kind of coaching, et cetera, kind of world for many years. And I think there's an important reframe uh, for me that uh, it would be interesting for us to have and to stop, because it's almost like we're still creating old style businesses um, that ultimately wanting to do good because we're wanting to have a positive impact on people. And I'm, what I wonder is what would happen if we actually saw ourselves as social entrepreneurs? which means that literally our businesses are advancing society and um, that they are having a profound impact because now I've always, I love coaching. I think it's great, but I always think it's, it's a spade. It's just a tool. So when I have people who say to me, Hey, I'm a coach I go, well, that's great. And what are you actually using coaching for? What big transformation in the world are you trying to enact through that? And so I think there's a piece here about us seeing ourselves much more as socially social entrepreneurs. And also I, okay, so a lot of what would happen, especially when I would work on NGOs, they'd say to me, you've worked for corporate. I mean, like literally the antichrist, right? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, there's some nice people in corporate. I promise. <laughs> promise. <laughs> And so what I actually found one of the other careers uh, or kind of, I don't know if it's label, but areas that's been emerging is what we call intrapreneurs. And so intrapreneurs are people who within corporate ultimately are working in a much more innovative entrepreneurial uh, mindset and also are the catalyst for this new form of business uh, where we are having, we are looking at transforming business. So we're having a positive impact through looking at a much larger uh, range of the stakeholders um, that ultimately we're impacting through our businesses. So it's really interesting to see, you know, when I uh, first started this, uh, so in 2010, it was just kind of emerging. And I remember we were kind of this outlier crew where we were like, you know, what if? <laughs> <laughs> And now it's amazing to see how mainstream it has actually get. Yeah, we, 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 through COVID, I don't know what happened, but suddenly it was like we hit critical mass. Um, and yes, it's not happening everywhere, but, you know, I'm just seeing like, for example, the legislation that Europe is kind of bringing through and across the world, I mean, the US, it's like this new economy is going for it. And I always thought that it's also super important to have, you know, for those to have our own businesses and also to be in corporate because we have to do this massive acceleration and the corporates have massive reach. Mm. What I'm also seeing them do, which I think is super important for social entrepreneurs is they have uh, either they transform internally and they 
um, ultimately are already scaled up. And so they're embedding the new forms of business within their existing scale. Or what they're also doing is they're buying up social enterprises because that's another way of making those quantum leaps. So there's a really fascinating piece that's going on in those in that ecosystem. But I think it's about really starting to understand how do we fit in within this frame of sustainability, regeneration, true flourishing on this planet. Mm. You know, some people are talking about degrowth. Um, I always think, well, that's a very provocative word, uh, and we may have to explain a bit more what that means. But you know, <laughs> these are fundamentally shifts in how we do our economy. Mm-hmm. And as coaches, um, how do we shift that? How do we f- start fitting ourselves into that frame? And the last piece I'd say on that is understand that the jobs of tomorrow, they don't exist yet. You know, I remember 10 years ago, and then I I did there was there were there wasn't any jobs with sustainability in it. I remember like the people who were doing it in secret, hoping they wouldn't be found out. And um, a few years back, I was just looking on my LinkedIn feed, and I was thinking, oh, I just kind of see you know how that world has evolved. And it was like there were whole departments oh, wow. on sustainability <laughs> and regeneration, right? I mean, like on my feed, I just share about those jobs, and it was like, mm-hmm. oh this whole new area has been created. These were jobs that did not exist even four years ago. And so we've got to stop thinking that we're going to go off and find and copy just a business that somebody else has done, or that we're going to go and find an existing job. This is the time where we get to create the jobs, the jobs that we need to build the new. It doesn't get more exciting than that. I have been covered in goosebumps as you're talking about this. <laughs> it really feels the word that I'm being shown is just this innovation. We're just being called for more innovation, creating from that piece around what you were saying around that pure potentiality and not from the old platforms and really being asked to step up and require more of ourselves in elevating our consciousness so that we can do that. <sighs> This is just so exciting, Louise. I absolutely, absolutely love it. (laughs) And, um, you know, there's just so much to this to this journey. And I was sharing with you before we jumped on around how this morning, as I was thinking about, you know, our conversation later, you know, what I'm doing today is I'm doing my Qigong. And the, the, the words that were coming through for me was around the polarity of the rain and the sun creates creates the rainbow. And I just think, you you know, you that was for you because the message that you shared (laughs) around really helping people to recognize their if that what an initiation (laughs) can be and it can feel really uncomfortable in that moment between the old and the new so that you 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 can fully step into the to that new piece that you're talking about So what I always say to my friends, my family, my clients is the good news is you don't have to have it as tough as I did because I'll go and I'll fall into all the bits. I'll kind of go, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. I'll break through and then I'll create the map and then I'll show you how it works. (laughs) Thank you for leading the way. (laughs) That's all right. right. (laughs) And so that that initiation is really where we have to stop uh, reacting to external circumstances and learn to be consistently in that creator mode, no matter what is happening around us. And what I found interesting is that 
I was always great you know we always love following the flow so that is one aspect of it you know when you follow the flow you get the synchronicities it feels like magic it's kind of like wow you know we all love that um and but in this one there's a lot more initiation of what happens when you can't see that anything is happening when things are taken away and having to learn to stay longer in that and to have faith for longer to be able to hold on to the belief that you can create mm. and also that source is going to be there for you and so what's been what's interesting for me is because I actually had it relatively easy when I started my businesses you know both my previous time of versions of my businesses um I you know I usually had surplus and it was all kind of fine this initiation literally at the beginning of the month, you know, I pay myself around the 24th of the month. I would not know how I would pay myself probably up to four days before. And I had to keep kind of having faith and I got curious. Okay. I've always believed that there's source, but is source really there. Like literally, <laughs> like, you know, when it's all, it's all fine when it's working, you know, source is there. But literally, if you're four days before paying, having to pay yourself and you just have no idea, you know, and I just got a mortgage before COVID. So, you know, there was really like no option to what I can say is it consistently showed up in even magical ways mm. down to I think I remember at one point I got a message from a client and we're usually very good at, you know, making sure people have paid, et cetera. And suddenly out of the blue, they like. Hey, we just realized we didn't pay you. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was the exact amount I needed. Right? I love that. And so what I can say is it's this initiation on, you know, we all talk about it, but do we actually really, really believe it? And are we actually really going to navigate from source? And so the initiation is as much in the sun but also when it feels it's raining and it's pouring and pouring, not what you want ultimately. Mm. But I also just learned that, you know, a lot of what was happening in terms of the stuff I didn't want, it was showing me how I needed to realign my business because at the beginning of this journey, I still thought I was going to do positive energy. You know what? Until literally three weeks ago, I thought it was still going to be the same brand. And so it's like, wow, and you have to take those lessons mm. and it's the combination of the flow and happy, sunny, and actually not going into despair, staying mm. in curiosity, staying in partnership with source, no matter what is happening, that ultimately creates the rainbow and the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> oh, so true. So true. And I'm sure there's many listeners that have really just needed that to hear those words um, because like you said, it is it is easy when it when we're in flow and it's all working and we can see the the rainbows coming and the sun's shining. Um, and you know, there's a little bit of rain, you can kind of ignore it. <laughs> but when it's feeling like it's pouring and you're like, what the hell is going on? Then um this is just this is power, a powerful conversation to have. What would you say? And you've I know you've covered on so many tips for everybody listening so thank you so so much but just to kind of wrap it up what would you say are the sort of top three tips that you'd like to share with entrepreneurs 
that they can take away from our conversation today? Yeah, so I think it really is that frame from that you're a unique being mm-hmm. to, you know, you're here to have a unique impact and to really channel it through that personal purpose by aligning to and anchoring into your flow and ultimately what you're actually made for to really have the courage to step into those future fit work um, by creating the vehicles that don't exist yet. And uh, because that's so fun. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can really create some awesome stuff that nobody's thought of that can actually really change the world. Like, how good does that get? And understanding that the type of businesses that we're creating now, it's not as simple as ultimately, you know, saying the bit about um, you find your client and you just try and sell them something is we're, we're really creating evolutionary businesses, which is we have to be these next generation leaders. We have to evolve thinking through our businesses. And so, yeah, we, we need you. You know, this is like, there's an, it's an amazing time to be on the planet, to really like be able to channel your purpose into something amazing that's unique to you. So dare, um, as I said, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's so very worthwhile because there's something when you create something truly original and truly unique that you know nobody else could have put in exactly the way that you've put it, even if five people read it and I don't know, maybe one sends you an email, there's a level of satisfaction of like, oh my God, alignment and feeling proud that you won't get by just kind of doing a blog post that's a bit the same from the 10 others that are kind of getting done. And yeah, it's what everybody wants to hear. And everybody goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, did it really come from that bit that you want to share that deep down you're scared to share and that you want to touch people with? And so be brave enough to touch people with your unique essence. Thank you so, so much. And I know people are thinking, where can I find Louise? How can I get into Louise's world? Could you tell tell everybody where, where can they find you? Where are you hanging out so that they can come and yeah. listen, to, listen to more and connect with you? Um, so I hang out a lot on LinkedIn because uh, that's kind of where I worked a lot in terms of leaders. And I post regularly on Mondays, I post the whispers, which are kind of whispers from your soul to remind you, hey, you've got a job to do. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and I also on Wednesdays, I post what I call the shorts, which are little videos all about explaining this new paradigm that's emerging, the new economy and finding your place in that. Um, I'm also on Instagram, still at the handle of positive energy leaders. I'm still in that kind of transition <laughs> phase. Suddenly I was like, oh yeah. Um, and so those are the those are the the two main places uh, that uh, that I hang out. Um, there's also a Facebook page which is Louise Legat Positive Energy Leaders as well. Beautiful, beautiful. But the the best way ultimately is to just go to my website on louiselegat.com and then uh, you get kind of regular updates. Uh, as I said, the shorts and the whispers. I love that, the shorts and whispers. That is just so, so beautiful. And you very generously had a free gift. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about about that? Thank you so much for that. So what I I wanted to share is it's a webinar that I've recorded. uh, And what is the essence of it is really the roadmap to being purpose-led. And what happened actually during that whole process since COVID, uh, literally about 18 months ago, um, what kept coming uh, was 
you got to download this roadmap. You got to download this roadmap. And I was just like, I'm busy. <laughs> I tried to survive. What do you mean? I got to download a roadmap. <laughs> and again, it was like, um, I, I, everything I tried just kind of wasn't working and I had to just kept coming back to this roadmap. So it took me a while to download it. Um, and it has some of the concepts that we talked about today, but it's like 90 minutes that really talks through all the concepts to being purpose-led uh, and the different stages of the roadmap. Uh, and so it's 90 minutes really kind of packed on um, that that rich content around um, how to start thinking about your purpose differently. Oh, this is so exciting. Thank you so much. So we'll have the link for that in the show notes for everybody to come and dive dive in and to to download that. Louise, thank you so much for your time and your expertise and for this incredible conversation today. I'm so, so grateful to you. You're very welcome. It's been my real pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, and I just want to remind everybody, please, please, please show up for this transition. We need you. We've got a big job to do. And it's so exciting. It might be scary, but you're made for this time. So just show up and go for it. Oh, yes, I love it. Thank you so much, Louise. You're Thank welcome. you, everybody, for joining us for this episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights. You can join us in our Money Kinesiology for Six and Seven Figure CEOs on Facebook and do share your thoughts on our podcast there as well. So till our next episode, sending you lots and lots of love. Namaste. Thanks for listening to the Infinite Prosperity Podcast. And if you like what you've heard and want to know more, please go to louisahavers.com. We just appreciate you so much. So thank you for listening and hanging out with us. If there's anything that we can do for you, you can email us at louisa at louisahavers.com. Let my team know if you have any ideas for shows that you'd love to hear or topics you want me to talk about. Really looking forward to hearing from you. All right, that is it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for today. Looking forward to connecting with you again. Until next time, namaste.